Welcome to the Athletes Marathon Podcast, conversations that help people maximize their full potential by helping them understand that life is more like a marathon than it is a sprint. From former athletes, personal trainers, coaches, social media influencers, and entrepreneurs, talk about their journey on and off the field and how they maximize their talents once they hung up their cleats. And here's your host, Matt Joy. In this episode, I interviewed a former college basketball player from Monmouth University who took his work ethic, determination, and leadership on the court to help him translate into his career off the court. This guest is now the Director of Basketball Operations at Monmouth University, where he is able to help mentor the next generation of athletes. He stresses the importance of being self-aware, having confidence in what you do, and always being adaptable in order to reach your goals. Without further ado, here's episode 24. Welcome to the Athletes Marathon Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Choi, and we're extremely lucky to have an awesome guest, former Monmouth University basketball player, Josh James. Josh is from the Greenberg, New York area, but he currently lives in Wall Township, New Jersey, and he's the Director of Basketball Operations at Monmouth University. Josh, how you doing today, man? I'm good, man. Happy to be here, man. I love what you're doing, man. I appreciate it, man. With that, I'm looking to have you as a guest, Doug. Um, but obviously, Josh, like our mom and family, especially the ones that uh, kind of went to school and we were there, have a little background about you, but I guess for the, my audience that doesn't, can you provide a little background about yourself before we get started? Yeah, man. Like you said before, I'm from Greenberg, New York, uh, in the Westchester County area of New York. Um, uh, grew up, you know, in a, a single parent home. My mom uh, played rec ball all my life. Ended up going to high school at Archbishop Stepanak. Um, was a big time player there. Had many accolades, a uh, thousand point scorer. Um, player of the year, Westchester County, uh, Hudson Valley, all types of accolades. Um, went on to come to Monmouth, where I met my, my boy Choi, uh, played, played ball there for four years, did some crazy things in a, in four year span, uh, specifically in the last two years. We won a bunch of games against a lot of high majors, um, had the famous Monmouth bench. Yeah. And, um, you know, now I'm just here coaching, you know, stuck, stuck around in the area. Now I'm coaching, um, like you said, director of ops, um, loving the experience, learning a lot from, I don't know if you know our staff, but we got a staff with King Rice, Jamal Weeks, uh, JRE, who's an NBA player, Rick Callahan, who's, who's a seasoned vet in this, in this business, you know. So we've we, we got some good things going on, and now we're just trying to basically bring back that kind of mentality of when I was in school. So, mm-hmm. 100%. And obviously, and like for people that don't know, I mean, I think the Monmouth bench, Josh, like it, it was pretty well known. And it's, it sucks because like it almost felt like the Monmouth bench took more of the, not praise, but it took away of some of the winning that Monmouth was really doing within their, their own actual basketball team. And it's no disrespect to those guys. I mean, those guys, I mean, I'm still mad cool. I'm sure you're really good friends with a lot of those guys. Of course. Um, but I guess like, yeah, I mean, to your point, like your junior, senior year, I mean, Monmouth basketball was, it, it took over the school, honestly, right? Yeah. And it, it's something that trying to recreate that, I'm sure it's a process for, for you guys now as a challenge. Um, with a different crew of kids and stuff like that, um, and and we'll we'll touch on that in a little bit in a little bit as well, Josh. But I want you to start like just talk about when you were a kid, man. Like, what kind of kid were you? I mean, obviously, growing up by a single raised mom, I was the same exact way. Yeah. I'm sure it brought a some type of grit to you. So I guess talk yeah. about Josh as a kid. Well, you know, I don't want to get this put this out the wrong way. You know, my dad was around. You know, okay. he was around, and he was definitely a figure in my life. You know, you know, but you know. Growing up as a, a young boy, you, you you tend to bump hands with your dad and stuff like that. But we have now a good relationship. So, right. but growing up as a kid, man, I was motivated, um, very very competitive, um, silly kid. But I, I definitely always wanted to win, um, and I compete with you at, at, at whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, 
I definitely think that's where I stood out for my friends where I just always wanted to go work out. I always wanted to hoop all day. Um, so that's always been my mentality. Like, you know, I have, I've learned that you gotta, you gotta earn what you get, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm I've always been about work, um, putting it in, you know, putting it in and you gonna get what you put in. So, you know, that's been the type of kid I've been my whole life. And I, and I think I'm the same way now, just a little bit more mature, you know what I'm saying? Without a doubt. And like, what else did you, was, was basketball the main thing? Like, as you kind of, like, you transitioned to high school, what oh, else you play? Man, oh yeah, so uh, <laughs> the kid, man, I was all over the place. I played soccer, I, nobody really knows that, but I played soccer. That was one of my main sports before I even got to basketball. Um, but growing up, obviously I had two parents who played basketball, so that was already kind of inst instilled in me. Mm -hmm. uh, I played soccer, I played ball. I was actually really good on the football field too. Okay. Um, they, don't know, they don't really know about that, but I was good on the football field too. Um, but yeah, after that, you know, just, I got really into basketball. Like it yep. just became, it became, it was always my first love, but um, it became real serious when I got to like uh, sophomore year of high school. Okay. Like division one offers. So, you know, I stopped the soccer, I stopped the football in high school, like sophomore year. And I just stuck, stuck with the basketball. And I was like, you know, I'm putting all my eggs in one basket. Without a doubt. Without, and, and Josh, like, what other, uh, like, was, like, obviously at that point, Monmouth basketball, like, like, when you got recruited your senior year, probably, like, they weren't, like, necessarily winning that many games. I like, guess what drew you to Monmouth? Like, what are the school's bro, offers that you have at the time? Bro, I, honestly, I tell people that, tell people this uh, to this day, I'm like, man, listen, when I first heard of Monmouth, when I first got a letter from Monmouth, I didn't know where the hell Monmouth was. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I, I came out, I visited, and um, I, I fell in love with it. But I had other schools in the MAC. I had Iona, I had Manhattan. Um, I had some AEC schools. I had Stony Brook, um, some NEC schools. Um, uh, Quinnipiac was an NEC school at, at the time. Mm -hmm. I had some A-10 schools. Um, I had some interest from um, high majors, but, you know, my size and position that I played at the time, dudes weren't taking a six-foot six foot one you know, shooting guard at the time when I was yeah. playing. So, you know, I had a little bit of everything, but nobody knows this really, but I took I, I took one official visit and the only official visit was to Monmouth. And that mm -hmm. was, I knew right when I got here, I got to meet the, the coaching staff because they were huge yeah. in, my, in my decision because, you know, there were a bunch of guys from UNC and UNC was my dream school. So they- just a strong pedigree. Strong pedigree. Yeah. So they were like, you know, they were talking to me and they were just real with me. There were a lot of guys from New York too. So they had some, some juice in New York and some people that I knew growing up. So it just kind of worked out. And I wanted to be, I like what they were doing. I wanted to be a part of, you know, they said, Hey, listen, you come in, you can make an impact. And I'm like, shoot, I'm all, I'm all for it. Let's do it. And I'm dude, realistically. And I, and I kind of, obviously I interviewed Justin a couple of days ago, but I mean, Josh, you guys were part of that freshman class that kind of like, not that you guys were the only ones that changed the program. Cause you had some older guys that were really good. Um, yeah. impact players, but when you can have a strong freshman group, and I guess this is my next question for you, is like the power of having six or seven young guys that are kind of leading the way, and they're yeah. setting the example at, at a young age, and, and now it becomes a culture difference, a culture change within the whole organization. So yeah. I guess even transitioning now to your first year, talk about your play, how, how that first college experience was as a freshman. Well, the, man, I'll tell you one, one thing, the, the speed of the game was definitely different. Um, it, it was our first year in the MAC, mm -hmm. um, my freshman year. So we were going against a, a bunch of guard-heavy, experienced, seasoned vet teams in the MAC. You know, Iona was really good. Manhattan was – they were on the brinks of, you know, going for another championship. You know, yep. Ryder was really good. These are, like, all junior and senior 
you know, teams. So coming in, it was, the speed was different, but it was fun. You know, it was, it was mm-hmm. what, when you go to college, it's the experience that you want. You want to play against the good, the good guards. You want to play against the best of the best. Um, and I think on top of that, you know, with Coach Rice and, and the staff that we had, they were big on competing against higher leverage to try to give you guys, give us an experience. So they scheduled a lot of tough games for us early on um, just to see where we were at, you know, going forward. And I think that was something that kind of uplifted us as, like you said, being a young group, it uplifted us because it's like, okay, they got some faith in us to go out there and compete. Now it's on us to go out there and, you know, put it on the line. So, right. And I mean, and that's the that's the dope thing about basketball because it's like you have mid majors and then you have your power five schools, obviously. But like, dude, like it's all Division one, right? Versus football, where you have like FBS versus FCS, and it's a little bit tougher to schedule those games. Like, I mean, dude, you guys got to play some from some sick teams, like some ranked teams, especially your junior, senior. And I'm sure we'll talk about that like when you guys started beating some of those teams. Yeah. Um, and I think like, you had a good point, man. I think obviously King Rice coming from UNC, like he he probably he understood that. Like yeah. one. If you guys can compete at, with one of those Power Five major conference schools, like mm-hmm. you should be able to work and dominate the MAC conference, right? They work like we work. You know what I mean? They putting in time just like we putting in time. Obviously, they're at they're at a higher school, but that don't mean that we when we go out there we we're not both wearing you know shorts and sneakers. Hundred so. <laughs> percent. Look, the balls the same. The, you know what I'm saying? All the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, just so Josh, I mean, obviously, like you can even talk, talk a little about like uh, the progression as, as like a team as a whole. I guess like what did you start seeing like going into your sophomore into your junior year? Like I guess what changed? Was it just the maturity of you guys as a group as a whole? Um, and like I guess like what kind of what what was the impact you saw? Well, it was. I would say the evolution of our four years was probably the coolest thing I got got to be a part of because um, I don't know if many people know this too, but me and J-Rob, we never really got the chance to play with each other uh, freshman and sophomore year, like a whole season together. Mm. Because he had gotten hurt the first year and I had gotten hurt the second year and I missed a ton of games when we started to get a little bit better and he started getting, you know, his... his, his Game started elevating. It started going up. So now... You know, we never got a chance to play together. So the progression was really, I would say, I say this all the time. When we went, we got a chance to go on our foreign tour um, going into our junior year. So, like, yeah, after our sophomore season. And we got a chance to go to China. Yep. 14 days, 14, 15 days. And I say to this day, I think that was the best experience for us because at the time, coach, the coaches have recruited such a, a, a great roster. Mm-hmm. We had dudes that could have played anywhere and started at any school. So for us being out in China, it was one of those things where, like, you know how people say, yo, we all we got? Like, we were literally all we had yeah. going to play against professional teams. And, man, we, you know, we, we came out there thinking our, our, our shit didn't stink, and we got beat up. Uh-huh. And right after that game, we had a meeting, and, you know, we kind of just put everything out there and, and, and we're honest with each other and, and – really talked about what what we really wanted to do going forward and man right after that we started blowing teams out we blew like three professional teams out and you know we we came back and that was the year that was the year we're going into now we're scheduling high high majors right so and 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 talk going to detail i mean one even Mm -hmm. off the basketball court like how what was the experience like in china man i mean dude first josh like you had to think like dude not that many kids in, in college are lucky enough to have that experience and to go hoop Man, I, and, and I was so fortunate and blessed because, like like you said, we, I'm from Greenberg. Greenberg, people don't really know where that is. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's a small town. And 
kids from where I'm from, they don't really get the chance to get anywhere close to that. So yeah. for me being there, I had just come back from an injury and they would they cleared me to play. I was like, man, this is this is amazing. Like, I ain't never, you know, I ain't never been on a flight longer than an hour or two hours. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a 16 and a half hour flight. Okay, as long as hell. <laughs> oh, it's, it's nonstop. We're going straight. So um for me it was it was it was an experience, man. I was just soaking it all in. I was just I was just happy. I was just thankful, you know, to Monmouth and to the coaching staff for being able to put that together for us because man, when you're 17, 18 years old, 19 years old coming into college, man, you're not expect you just want to play ball. Like yeah. but now they're taking you to China and there's no cost. You know what I'm saying? Your family don't gotta do nothing. That's something that the school, you know. Provide, yeah. I mean, you have to, it's, it's like, obviously there's no, like, if you went to a different school, you might not have had that opportunity, right? And they, um, dude, dude, some people, like, dude, at that, you just said it, at 18, 17, 18, like, dude, Josh, a lot of people, they, they want to travel, like, after they retire. Like, they don't even get that chance, right? Yeah. And you see that, that young, and then, dude, you got to think, to hoop. Like, you're doing what you love in a country against, like, professionals. I'm sure there was a lot of maturation within you guys' team. It's crazy. Um, like, now I guess – yeah, go ahead. Thing, the one thing that was cool, bro, and I, I just want to touch on it for a second, was, you know, outside of the basketball aspect of it, we got a chance to be engulfed in another culture, you know what I mean, yeah. where you, you got a translator, you got to try to figure out what they're saying, you know what I mean, you go into markets and they're selling stuff to you, they're bargaining with you, you know, kind of like a New York City feel a little bit, but you don't really, you know what I mean, they're different, it's just, yeah. and it was cool to, you know, to like go to different towns and different cities and experience, you know, because every city kind of had their own little, you know, swag to it, own little like, you know, different, different style. And uh, I loved it, man. I loved yeah, it. that's dope, man. That's dope. Uh, I want you to, so Josh, I want to talk about a little bit more now, like going like your, your, your junior, senior year. So now kind of like, all right, like now it's transformed. Now home games are lit. Mm-hmm. Like it's popping. Like, the, you know what I'm saying? You, you know how it was at Ocean for like, it, 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 it feels, bro. You can be chill. Like, for real, like, I mean, dude. Like, even for me as a fan, like when my buddy Chuck would have any of those courtside seats, I'm like, bro, this is like a, it, like it's an environment that you can't recreate, right. right? And it's one of those things where now, like, even the football team is kind of tasting that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where almost like the, it seems like the power structure of like kind of went to football as they just recently won the um, Big South Championship, which is awesome for them. Yeah. But obviously yeah. now for like, boy, shout out to them. Hundred percent, big time. Um, but I guess, yeah, even talk about that, like, dude, what you got to experience now kind of that junior and senior year. So coming into uh, junior and senior year, man, we were – we knew we had scheduled heavy. Um, and I'm sure everyone knows this now, but we beat UCLA mm-hmm. that year. Um, so that whole summer, man, we're coming back from China. Uh, we kind of really, really, really locked in and, and zeroed in on, on UCLA. And we – and we worked most of that summer just trying to be ready, just get our confidence ready for the fight. You know what I mean? Because like I said before, we all wear the same shorts and sneakers, man. It's, it's at the end of the day, it's all the same. But we were really zeroed in on trying to beat them because, you know, people say, oh, mama's not going to beat UCLA. But we weren't thinking like that. We thinking like, man, we could we could go run with these dudes and we could win. Like, you know, we never went into a game thinking, hey, man, we might lose this one. You know what I mean? We always went in like, man, they got to deal with us too. Yeah. So... Going into that junior year, you know, we just started. We won that first game, and then I think our confidence just, like, rose, and we, we got to another level of, as a team, trust, you know, trusting each other. Um, and then it was kind of like we were all dogs. So it was like mm-hmm. we were just hungry for more. We just wanted that more. And then you come back to school, 
and people are showing you love that they weren't, you know, they in, in the area, they weren't yep. showing you that before, you know, when you were losing, you won, only won 11 games. So now it's like, okay, well, that's the love we get. Shoot, we want some more of that too. And we just kept doing that. And, and, and then we got, I think the coolest thing was we got the love from our classmates. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. When your classmates, the people you go into class with and you, you see, it, you know what I mean? When they're coming to the games or they're telling you, they're telling you like, hey, listen, we coming out tonight. We're we going to show y'all some love. Like, yeah. We, and you walking around campus, it's like, hey, good game last night. Hey, man, that was a tough one. But it's just that type of vibe on campus that you don't really, you're fortunate if you get that, if you're a part of that. And for us, that would just kept us going, kept our motor going. And then we just, our biggest picture was that gold ball. And, you know, we, we weren't trying to let anybody get in the way of that. And we just wanted to compete, man. We just, you know, so, and then going into senior year, it was like, all right, we didn't did what we did junior year, beat these teams. And now, you know, coaches like, hey, we're going to schedule hard again. You know, we're going we gonna to play the Syracuse and we're going to play the South Carolinas and we're going to play the Memphis and, and all these teams. And listen, you know, it's the same mentality. And we went and we challenged and we fought and some we came up short, some we, we came away with. But, you know, it just kept our motor going because we just wanted more. And for the school, you know, we, yeah. wanted, to, we wanted to put Mammoth on the map. We wanted to represent in a way that, you know, maybe they hadn't seen in a long time. And we wanted to put our own style on it, you know. Yep. We wanted to be like, we are the team. No matter what happens, you know, we want to be one of the greatest teams that ever come through this place. You know, we want to leave our mark. And that was, you know, me and me and J-Rod, we knew each other before Mama. You mm -hmm. know, we love each other. So when I committed <clears throat> and he heard I was committing, he was like, man, I'll come commit. I'll, I'll commit too. And he spoke to my dad. Nobody knows it, but he spoke to my dad at a, uh, at a um, little, like, AAU kind of, kind of game, little pro uh -huh. kind of game. And uh, he was like, yeah, man, we could, you, you know, they, they talked it out. And Justin was like, listen, I, I'm, I'm thinking about it. And then he came and he did his thing on his visit. And he committed. And our main thing coming in was like, listen, bro, whatever we do, we got to win. Yeah. We can't, we're not here just to, to say we went to college or just to get the experience. We want to go and we want to be the best ever. And, you know, that was just how we carried ourselves. That was 100%. Great. And I think, I mean, you guys created that contagious atmosphere where a lot of guys were probably feeling the same way. And then it's almost like when your head guys or these guys are leading the charge in that sense, it, it makes it very easy for everyone to fall in line. And mm -hmm. uh, I mean, dude, I think you guys can respectfully say you guys left your mark in history, in Monmouth basketball history, history, bro. Yeah. And like, I want to shout out my guys too, man. I want to shout out, man, Austin. Jamal, yeah. You know, Chris Mark, Brady. <laughs> Brady, Big Zach. Pierre, Stop, Deion Jones, man, Kofi, man, all the dudes that we played with, man, that, that just put, you know, it made our legacy, you know what I mean? Yeah, they might not have been able to, like, be that year, but they set the foundation yeah. along with you guys. They put in, they put in the work with us, man. At the end of the day, we were all brothers, and we all shared something, and, you know, you never get, you, we can never get that back, but we could always cherish it, you know what I mean? Without a doubt, man. So, I mean, Josh, now talk Josh as a student, man. Like, what'd you study? What'd you study at school? Oh, so I studied uh, communication with the concentration in television and radio. Okay. Um, my, my, I wanted to be, if I couldn't play, uh, I always love when I watch NBA games, college games, the Dick Vitals and the Mark Jacksons and the dudes that, like, were behind, the, the, they were the per personalities behind the camera. You know what yep. I mean? And they were, you look forward to watching the finals because you would hear Ben Gundy. That's real. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So, like, I always enjoyed that. I'm like, shoot, 
they're not playing, but they're right there courtside at the game. You know what I'm saying? I would love to be sitting courtside talking basketball the whole the whole time. Mm-hmm. You know, that was that was something that I wanted to do if I didn't play. So, and I actually got a chance to do that. I actually got a chance to do that um, after school, like my first year out of school. Shout out to my man Eddie Yo, Eddie Akapeni. Yep. <laughs> he, you know, I became tight with him when I first got in school. He was one of our, you know, he one of our professors. Hundred percent. And he, in athletics, so we became cool, and you know, I always, you know, kept in touch with him. So that first year, I'm like, listen, man, I want to try this thing. And he was like, listen, I'll work something now, see what I can do, and and I was able to um, actually work with ESPN three and do some of the women's. Uh, women's games on ESPN3, yep. travel with the team a little bit and did some of the radio. Um, so I got a little bit of experience there. So, man, it, it, it was fun because, like, when you're in school and you, like, you know, you're in them TV production classes and stuff like that, you're like, this is cool and all. I'm, I'm glad I got the experience, but am I going to use it? Like, yeah. going to use it? And it was crazy. When I got there with Eddie and I worked with Mark uh, Harmon mm-hmm. and stuff like that, it just all the skills that I learned throughout my four years especially my last two years with the production classes, it's like it just came into fruition. It was like, okay, all right, I'm comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I remember that. I remember that. Cool. And then it was smooth. You know what I mean? It was a fun experience. So, yeah. And just right there, like, I will, this is what I always say about Mammoth, man. Like, what they're able to do with their ESPN3, with their, with, with their social media presence, like, what they do with their digital marketing just in general, bro, yeah, it's, a, it's significantly better than what the competition in, um, like, the different conferences are doing. Right. You say, even like if you just look, I mean, the content that they push out, bro, like it's like Viscomi, like you said, Ed Alcapinti, like Matt Harm, like all those guys like do a really good job. And the fact that they're professors yeah. and they're also the ones doing it, like, yeah. like I talk to Kim about it all the time, like, bro, like, see, uh, like Iona, like, like the teams in the Big South, they don't do it as well as, as, as we do. Now they don't. How lucky right. the students are, it's unreal. Cause like, dude, I'm like pretty much in that digital marketing space of my own content. Yeah. And like, like, I start looking, I'm like, damn. I look back and I'm like, yo, the stuff I learned from Harmon, like I still use a lot of it now, you know? Yeah, and it, it's like like you said, when you're going through the experience, like you're learning and everything's cool, but you never realize how much all those skills come back into play. And I, I love it. I love it. That's right. And dude, I mean, I wasn't, I mean, I know probably both of us, like we weren't probably weren't the best, most studious students. Yeah. Um, but like it's one of those things where you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. Hey, we do, listen, we do what we had to do, man. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, I always tell listen, y'all people don't know this, but me and Choi and Justin, man, we were in our the first yep. semester, we were all in the same class with Harmon. Man, and that's bro, how we met Choi, bro. hundred percent, bro. That's real, man. And then we had like Bob Dave. Like, I talked to Justin about Bob Davies, Shane. Yeah, there was a bunch of athletes in that class. And honestly, that was like, out of, out of my four years, Josh, like that was like one of my favorite classes because of how diverse it was. Yeah. And, like, that's how all of us kind of got connected, like closer, right? Because we were all athletes. But like when you have a class with someone, you see them like on that weekly basis. Yeah. Or that, you know, like routine thing. And obviously we, we became friends a lot, uh, much better friends later on. Yeah. Um, but it's just, yeah, it was dope to just have that our first year. Yeah, that was um, cool, bro. For sure. Josh, I guess for another question I got for you is, I guess like what? And obviously now you take you've taken a step back, like right, director of basketball operations. Like I want you to talk about that role a little bit, and, and I guess what that consists of for you as like now you're taking a you're taking you're changing your shoes in a sense. Yeah. I'm sure you're wearing dress shoes now. Instead Man. of instead of, instead of Bro, that. I, I get excited now to like go get a you know a new shirt, a new tie, you know what yeah. I'm saying, get some new shoes. But the the transition is like it's it's uh 
it's one of those things where it's like, man, I'm just happy to be trying to, you know, get get dressed up nice and, and, and look good. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> that's really, really come to. But nah, I'm out there helping those guys and try to just mentor them as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, give them the right stuff when they come off the floor if I can. Um talk to them um off the floor about things. Just, you know, be a big brother to them, mentor them. Yeah. So, you know. Word. I mean, I guess, I mean, where do you see, like, would you like to see yourself coaching? Like, I know you talked about being like a broadcast, like, I guess, where would you like to see yourself in the next couple of years or, um, and moving forward and stuff? Um, I want to be a coach. Uh, I definitely want to be a coach. If it, if it, uh, presents itself, I, mm-hmm. I want to be ready. Um, I say that now I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm good in the position that I am right now because I'm learning. Yeah. Um, I feel like in this business, if you, uh, try to jump the gun with certain things, you can easily get yourself pushed out. Yeah. So for me, I just want to learn as much as I can. Uh, I'm fortunate that I'm here in Jersey where I went to school. So it's kind of like a second home for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, eventually I want to be a coach. Um, I want to get to the higher level if I really can. You know, I want to get to that level where, you know, you know, I can work with the NBA if I could. If right. It's, you know, if it's, if it's there and I put the work in, you know, if I can get there and work with those guys and start putting myself in, in those circles. Um, I think that, you know, that's, that's where I want to be. I feel like I have a lot to give. I have a lot of good skill set. Yeah. I know the game. Um, it comes, it comes very, very easy to me, but I'm never, uh, I'm always humble. You know what I mean? Always, I'm always ready to learn. Um, you know, I'm never, you know, cocky. I'm not not that type of person. So for me, I just want to learn as much as I can. And, you know, I, I'm one of those people that's where it's like, I have, I've set goals. Mm Mm-hmm. But I also am always ready for change and I'm always ready for, for anything to happen. You know what yeah. I mean? So I feel like I always try to get myself prepared for, uh, you know, if that's the goal that I have, if it changes, all right, then I'm ready to do this and I'm going in with, I'm going in with that. You know what I mean? So I'm never, I'm never going to be that's closed minded. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm always thinking, I'm always thinking about what's next or what can I get my hands on over here? You know what I mean? Just yeah. so I'm always, I'm always in, you know what yeah, I mean? adaptable and kind of on the move. Yeah, I think, I think the biggest of you right now is like you said. I mean, you obviously you're you're at your second home in a sense, and the 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 people like the coaches that you're around right now. I mean, those are some top notch guys to really learn from. And if the the goal is to kind of be in, at the NBA level or even at the at a major Power Five, uh, big conference school, like it, I think you're you're in the right spot to learn from the from really good people and people that you're that you probably call mentors, role models, and family in that sense, right? Yeah, and, and I I give a big shout out to Coach Rice. Um, just excuse me, for him being, you know, go, being my coach, but more so being like a real person, you know what I mean? And that was one thing that um, I think with, for me and him, we kind of had the same type of, not exactly the upbringing, but as far as like, who are, we, we share similarities in our fathers. Um, mm-hmm. And we always kind of talked about that. And that was one thing that I wanted to come here because when he shared his story with me, it was one of those things like, I, I can relate, man. And, you know, we just kept a bond and, I was, you know, I was his eyes and ears on the floor, you know, playing and, you know, I kind of fed off him and, you know, I was also real with him and he was real with me. And to this day, he's been a a great mentor for me, you know what I mean, of helping me understand not only about basketball, but life. Yeah. And that's one thing that, you know, I give a shout out to him and then all the other coaches that, you know, have, you know, been uh, around me and in my circle. Well, without a doubt. Um, Josh, I guess what, what, like, if you were to give some tips or advice to a younger Josh or a younger student athlete that's on their way up, like, I guess what would be, like, your biggest advice for, for a young kid coming up of, like, 
either like what to prepare for or like just so maybe it's a perspective that you have now that you might not have had when you were 16, 17, 18, you know? Yeah. Um, what I would say is don't be, af- you know, this might sound cliche, but don't be afraid, afraid to fail. You know what I mean? Like, don't be afraid to try something. You know what I mean? Be open-minded, but have goals. You know what I mean? I, you know, put, you got to have a, a good work ethic. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of times now it's like some kids are just, you know, just athletic or they're just really gifted and they think things are just going to be handed to them. But, yeah. you know, people, you got to put work in, you know, and hard work, you know, I don't care what no one says, you know, hard work, like I said, it's going to be talent. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's going to be after a while, you know, it might stay steady, but after a while it's going, it's going to beat it. And, right. you know, I think one key thing for a younger, uh, a younger person to know is that, no matter what you do, you gotta have confidence. You know what I mean? You gotta be confident in yourself to know that you are able to uh, make things happen. You know what I mean? I feel like sometimes we lack confidence. We might have skill, but we lack confidence. So then we just fall out the picture. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? You gotta be confident in what you do. It don't matter. I I don't care what anybody says. And I feel like that's one thing I had to come to grips with is like, you know, looking in the mirror, it's like, yo, what can you do? Like, what do you bring to the table? Right. You know what I mean? And then once I was able to do that and come to grips with myself, who I am, it's like, man, I don't care what nobody got to say to me. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah. I don't really. It's quiet in here. It's quiet. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, I'm very cordial with a lot of people, but at the same time, it's like, I take no BS. So it's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to do how I do, but I'm also be, I'm going I'm to be, I'm going to listen. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to be open to new ideas, but I'm also be kind of keen on how I want to do my thing. Without a doubt. And I think it's it's one of those things, Josh, I think um, younger people just in general, like, mm-hmm. especially our generation, I mean, you got to think like a lot of people want things fast, like, right, like whether it's they want to make uh, $100,000 after their first year in college in their first job, or they want to go become a head coach the second year they just get done playing. Like, it's like yeah. one of those things where, and, and it leads into my next question, just delayed gratification, like that feeling of like, like you said, putting in work. Mm-hmm. day by day by day and you're seeing small wins like maybe maybe you're even taking steps back but I want you to talk a little bit about your thoughts on like delayed gratification versus that instant gratification because I think for our generation it's something that it hits home because a lot of people yeah. like to your point they're impatient with it you know yeah I, I feel like with the delayed gratification it's like and being an athlete I think it's it's one of those things where you see a lot of people now who you never heard of you know what I mean? You never heard of, but they, they were so consistent with their work ethic and what every day putting in, putting in a little bit, putting in 1%, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. getting better every day. And then it, it became that delayed gratification where you weren't always in the spotlight, but you kept going. You stayed humble. You stayed low. You kept working. And now at the end of the day, that person that was in the spotlight got complacent. Now they, they still here and then you kept working as you here. So I think that, like, you can't be impatient. You know what I mean? Like, just put the work in. Yeah. Every day, do something to get better. Like, my my biggest motto, like, you know, and you probably see it on my Instagram post, I put hashtag MIC. You know what I mean? And that's one of my things I've just been living by. Just it's, it's, It stands for make it count. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, at, at some point in the day, I'm going to make the day count, whether it's to my profession whether it's to my body whether it's to you know something I'm gonna make it count at some point I'm gonna call my mom you know make sure she good I'm gonna call my you know yeah my family I might call my one of my boys I might text somebody you know what I mean but I'm making that day count you know what I'm saying there's not gonna be 24 four hours that go by and I don't make it count without a doubt 
So you just gotta you just gotta put the work in and be confident, man. That's my biggest my biggest thing with the gratification. It's just like the instant when it's instant, you know, it's scary. You know, it could be. It feels good in the moment. It feels good. You know what I mean? Like, but then it's like, if you don't have, you know what? With that, you gotta have a good circle. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have a good circle. You gotta have people, cause that's where it, it messes with people with that instant gratification. Cause you get that spotlight that you always wanted, but then you got people that's around you that's greedy. You know what I mean? And that that want some of what you got, but they ain't put in on it. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like you gotta have a good, some good people around you that's really, you know, really for you, and that's really gonna tell you when they think you're messing up. You know what I mean? They're gonna keep it real with you. They're gonna make sure that nothing's gonna get in the way of you shining through. You know what I'm saying? And that that's, I think that's a good part of that instant and delayed gratification. Bro. I think that's real, bro. I think, and if you, if you have people that, that aren't giving that to you, if they're just kind of just showing you face, oh, you're doing a good job. You're do like if, if your boys or if, if your close circle can't be up front with you, mm -hmm. I think you just, you in the wrong circle. And I think you said it's fine. It's like, it's, it's, it's real. And people, you got to understand it's, it's okay to like, you grow, we all grow out of, of friends and, and, and people in our life. You know, people got people are afraid of that. Oh, well, you know, I don't wanna, you know, I like feelings or we've been friends since we've been five. <laughs> listen, we still cool, it's still love. It's never gonna not be love. You know what I mean? Like it's when I see you, I'm make sure you good. How's the fam doing? Man, I, I love you, bro. Stay up, do your thing. But at the end of the day, I gotta go this way because you know that's my path, that's my journey I gotta take. So people don't be afraid to like out of friends like you're gonna that's gonna happen that's but i got like i got friends right now you know what i'm saying that like we don't talk every day but when i see them or they hit me they, or they call my phone it's love they know yeah. it is, you know what i mean so you got to be okay with like not having people in your life that's not going to better you and i think you said like, you don't need to ditch them you just don't need yeah. to spend a little less time with them, with them. right yeah that's, that's all, all. <laughs> and they gotta they gotta understand that you know what i mean and that might help them find out what they what they really need to do you know that's real, bro. It's real. Um, so, I mean, Josh, now I want you, last thing I got for you is, um, I want you to just talk about the soft skills, right? I, dude, you, we both play team sports. The mm -hmm. thing with basketball is it can be controlled by one or two players a little bit more than football can because yeah. football is 11 on 11. It's, there's a lot more variables. I want you to just talk about, like, what you learn from being on, like, a basketball team that mm -hmm. helps you transition into, like, what you do now and even, like, the mentorship that you have with your guys. Because obviously, you're still part of the team, but it's in a different role now, right? So I feel like you probably learned a lot of stuff as a player. But I guess what has helped you transition now into like a coach slash mentor? Um, well, for me, uh, being a young kid who was always fairly decent at whatever I did athletically, you know what I mean? Like I always was like one of the better kids in, in a sense, you know what I mean? So it's just God-given talent-wise? Yeah, I was just always one of those kids. So I was put in the spotlight, oh, like, he's the best at this or, you know what I mean? But I was also, I was also really humble. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's like you – like, wait, hold on. What was the question again? I'm just, let me, let me what was the question? Yeah, you're, fine. you're fine. Yeah, you're fine. Um, it's more basically like what hell, like as a, you oh, as a yeah, I got you, I got you, I got you, I got you. So, <laughs> so leadership, that's what I was trying to get yeah, to. Yeah, okay, perfect, yes. <laughs> leadership is what I was trying to get to. So basically for me, leadership is one thing that helped me because I always was one of those people, instead of like leaving somebody behind, mm -hmm. I'm going to try to help you. You know what I'm saying? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encourage you. Um, and I, I know, I always knew how to talk to certain people. And I learned it as I got older. But communication is also a big one. You know, for me being on a team, there were certain guys, you know, for me being a captain, I was captain of most of my teams that I've been on. Yeah. So for me, I had to learn, 
you know, how to be a good captain and how to be a good leader. And that's not always being like the yelling, you know what I mean? On you type of guy. It could be for some people, I could talk to you like, Troy, I could probably talk to you and be like, listen, Troy, that's some BS, man. You know, you're better than that. And I could be on you, but you could be like, you know what? That's out of the good of Jig's heart. Like, you know what I mean? He's, it's coming from a good place. So, Mm -hmm. you know what? I'm going to step my, I'm going to step my thing up, you know, and, I think that's one of those things where I was able to talk to certain guys in certain ways. Like, you know, if a guy who is more so timid, I might have to just come and pull him to the side and I might not be able to get on him in front of the whole squad. You know what yeah. I mean? So that was, those are, you know, leadership, communication, um, sportsmanship. You know, when you're competing out there, you know what I'm saying? I'm out for blood, you know, when I'm competing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I got respect for my opponent. You know what I mean? Because I know he put in work like I put in work. And we both want to win. You know what I mean? So it's never no bad blood unless, you know, you take it there. But, you know, <laughs> always respect with my opponent. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's sportsmanship. I had to learn that too. Um, and just having a good attitude. You know what I mean? You know, being aware of people around you. Yep. You know what I mean? Not being selfish. You know, that was one thing. I actually just sent this to Coach the other day. Um, when I was a kid, I had a bad attitude. You know what I mean? Like, I had a really bad attitude because – like I said, I was putting a spotlight, so I thought I was, I thought it was hot shit. Yeah. And you know, I would talk back, and I would say things, and I'm running my mouth. So when I was, I was probably like sixth grade. My mom, I got into one of my coaches. My mom made me type out a uh, little contract, right? Mm-hmm. And the contract said, like, listen, I'm so sorry for disrespecting my team, my family. Yeah. A young kid doing this, like. And I had to sign it with a little script. I had to sign it and date it. And I couldn't, like, I, she took basketball away from me completely. Like, I could mm-hmm. only go to school. I couldn't go to play with my friends, do nothing like that, because I signed that contract. Yep. So, you know, for me, that was one of the things where attitude became one of my things. Is like, you know, you could be competitive and you could be, like, gritty, but you could, you, you, all, you could also have a good attitude. Yeah. And, and you know how to speak to people and – and stuff like that. So and like and that stuff, all that you you that that Josh could control, right? Yeah, exactly. Only I could only I could do that. Right. Only I could do that. And right. and my family's bigger. Like my nana's bigger. Like it's just like it's always how you speak to people. You know what I mean? If you could articulate with people, you know what I mean? If you and my dad showed me, it's all about love. When people see you, they should know they can respect you, but it's love. You know, it's yeah. it's always good vibes, and that's how I've been raised. That's how I've always been my life, and that's why I feel like I'm so you could put me in any circle, you know what I mean? And I could adapt, you know what I'm saying? I could make a conversation with somebody or go hang out with this person because right. it's always love, it's good vibes. And I'm sure that helps you as, as you as a coach and um, you as more like a mentor now to, to the guys there, man. I mean, that, that's, that's awesome, dude. Um, yeah. Now, Josh, we're going to transition now into the hot takes, all right? So this yeah, is basically where I throw a couple questions at you, bro. You fire back with whatever comes first to mind, all right? All right, let's do it. All right, so my first one is, what is your favorite book? Um, I'm gonna probably have to go. I got a lot. I got. I don't read a lot, but I got some good favorite books though. Okay, yeah, if you I got more than one. You can name like two here if you want two, maybe. I just I'll just name one because I okay. it, it kind of relates to what we've been talking about. Okay. Um, but there's a book called Toughness by Jay Billis. Very popular book. Toughness, but I, okay, I like that. Yeah. I, I know Jay Billis. I haven't read it though. Bro, he bro, it's one of his popular books, and uh, actually, Coach had the team read it like a year or two ago. Okay. Um, and he introduced the, introduced it to us when I was in, in school. Mm-hmm. And it's just basically like, you know, the Jay Billis to a T, like growing up, his parents, his home situation, you know, you know, 
how he grew up as a kid, then going to Duke, you know, in high school and then going into his professional career and just basically describing what the word toughness is. Because people think toughness is like, oh, it's a physical trait. It's just a physical right. trait. Now it's a mental trait too, you yeah, know? Yeah, it's real. Can you, can you be able to adapt it when somebody's yelling at you and still stay locked in on what your, your end goal? You know what I mean? So for me, that book is great because it gives a full circle of Jay Billis from a kid all the way to Jay Billis as the, you know, the reporter, the yep. lawyer, the, you know what I mean? And it gets no better than that when you see, those are the things that we can control, like you said. Like, everybody could take that path, you know what I'm saying? But he had a good foundation. You know, he listened to his parents. He studied hard. He played hard. You know what I'm saying? And now he's a successful, successful man. Yeah. Like, we all want that. That's the American dream. For real, for real. Without a doubt, man. Yo, have you read uh, Relentless by Tim Grover? No. Is it, a good, is it a good one? I think you should read that. And I think that might help you text with... That um, text that to me. I will. I will. Um, yeah, I, was, I was talking to uh, J-Rob about it. I think, dude, that might help you as like kind of in your role now, um, Josh, but then also like when you're working with the guys. Yeah. I w- dude, I wish I read it back when I was younger. Yeah. I think, and not that I had a bad man time, but like, I think it would have shifted a little bit. But I'm going to send that to you um, after, after we're done. Um, but next one I got for you, favorite cheat meal slash like fast food spot that like you, it's a go-to. Wow. Um, so Golden Crust is my favorite. Like Golden Crust. Golden Crust. Like I, they don't really have too many of those around here in Jersey. Okay which is terrible to me, but, you know, <laughs> I, make, I make it work. But when I'm back home in New York, I'm at Golden Crust. It's okay. a Jamaican, Jamaican food. I love it. Oh, okay. I like that. I like that. Um, all right. Next I got is top podcast that you like to listen to um, or just gain value from. Um, so I would, we just talked about this before, but um, now I'm watching the podcast with uh, former NBA players, Matt Barnes and yep. even Jackson's called Auto Smoke. So that's my favorite one right now. Um, I used to watch one called Million Dollars Worth of Game. It's more like a rap podcast. Okay. With uh, Wallow267 and his cousin, Gilly the King, who used to be a rapper. Mm-hmm. So that was my favorite one, but now I'm watching All the Smoke, man. I think, dude, All the Smoke is t- it's picking up, bro. It's picking up because you got to think about it. It's, it's so genuine. It's, it's, it's the type of platform where when you're an athlete, you're under this machine most times. You know what I mean? Yes. You're under this machine and you can't really talk the way you want to talk or you can't express how you want to feel. And I think they give athletes former, former, current, you know what I mean? A platform. They give them a platform to really sit down and talk and just, you know, give us some insight on their daily lives, certain situations that might have been in, you know, the media that we didn't really have a good understanding of. You know, we get all that that good stuff. So It's, it's like all access. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that, I love that. So that's the all one right. I'm talking to right now. Word, word. Um, all right, last one, guys. And this is going to be interesting. Um, favorite athlete of all time. Oh, favorite athlete of all time. And obviously, like, it doesn't have to be, it could be basketball, I'm sure it might be, but it could be any sport. Yeah, yeah I'm probably have to go with LeBron James, like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, I don't really care what nobody had to say to me, you know, all the haters, they're going to talk, but LeBron James, ever since I was a kid, he's probably, like, the greatest athlete I've ever seen in my life. Just mm-hmm. as far as like his physique, like, you know what I mean? What he can do. Like, you got to think, LeBron was a, a hell of a football player too. Yep. Beast. I'm sure, I'm sure if he would have tried to run track, would have been a hell of a track runner. Yeah. And I'm sure he could have done a lot of different sports, but like, he's just a freak of nature, bro. Like, you know what I mean? And 
you know, like I don't think you're gonna get that much hate for that. I mean, maybe by maybe by some, but but you know, you know, people that older people might say, well, you know, he's this that. Listen, LeBron yeah. James, I think is by far the best. <laughs> I don't give I don't give a damn what y'all talking about. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it. All right, so last couple things I got for you, bro. Um, best way for people to reach out or connect with you, man, whether it's uh for for reaching out just for basketball stuff or mm-hmm. um even uh, whatever it might be, man. I guess any any social media handles you want to give out. Um, yeah, my Instagram is Josh, uh, J zero. Um, that's definitely, I'm usually on Instagram a good amount. Um, and yeah, you could, you could reach out to me, man. I just, I'm very, I'm very low key, but at the same time, I'm like, if you, if you hit me, I'll, I'll talk to you. You know what I mean? I'm not that type of person. I'll talk to you for sure. I'll definitely, I'll put those, I'll put that in the, in the show notes. So if anyone wants to reach out to Josh, I definitely, uh, I'll have that in the notes. And Josh, the last thing I got for you, and um, this is just basically the final take, man. It says, what do you want to leave the audience with to, to finish the podcast, man? Whether it's a question, um, piece of motivation, maybe encouragement, or maybe just something you've been thinking about just over quarantine. You know I mean? We've all been stuck kind of. So this yeah. is kind of for you take the floor and close us out of here, my friend. Um, so what I like to leave everybody with, man, is that first of all, this show, this podcast is the hottest thing going right now. Shout out to my boy Troy. I appreciate man, I that. You, I love what you're doing, bro. This, if y'all if y'all not tuning in, y'all better start tuning in every week. We got some, like, he got some great people on here, man. Some 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 real genuine folk that come on here and talk, you know, some some real stuff. And yeah. uh, but I like to leave everybody with just man, just. Just be you, you know what I mean? Like, don't be afraid to be you. Um, everybody's journey is different. Like, your time will come, you know what I mean? Just stay patient, stay low, work work your ass off, um, and things will always fall into place. But always have goals, you know what I'm saying? Always strive for something every day. Write it on your wall, you know what I mean? I used to do that when I was a little kid. Like, I'll write stuff on my wall, what I wanted to do. So, and, and just be open-minded. You know, this world is crazy, you know, technology, is evolving every year, you know, mm-hmm. people are growing different. Shoot, we living through a global pandemic right now, you know what I mean? So always be open-minded and, and be prepared for anything, you know, that's that's definitely what I'll leave everybody with. Awesome, dude, I love that, man. I think that's, I think anyone could take away with that, right? Like, be yourself. Yeah. I think, honestly, like, I'm hearing that, it's like, it's it's a powerful message right now, especially at times like this, man, when people are, um, they're, they're at race right now, it's, it's a struggle for us, for some. So yeah. um, I definitely like that dude, Josh. I appreciate you taking some time, man, being here, dude. It was a pleasure having you, man. Episode 24 of the Athletes Marathon Podcast. My name is Matt Chogler. I'm signing off, dog. Yes, sir. All right, boy. Thank you for listening to the Athletes Marathon Podcast. We want to make sure you stay connected with our guests, so we'll have access to the show notes and our latest episodes on our website. Head over to www.theathletesmarathon.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, we would love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Until next week, thanks again for listening.